We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, world, and welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast. My name is Madison Hadler, and I have a guest here today with me. Hello, everyone. It is me, Nicole Hutchison Gann, again. <laughs> again, for the, second, <laughs> for the second time, and we're so excited. But today, we're going to be talking about a very different topic yeah. than we talked about last time. Yeah. Um, so as part of my senior seminar project that I have... Uh, introduce to you guys I'm doing title nine on college campuses and just how that affects the culture in college and how they talk about it here so today we're going to be talking about Greek life and title nine um because you know I'm sure a lot of times when you think about title nine cases happening on campus more than likely you're thinking about um a girl at a frat party who gets hurt in some way shape or form at the frat party so good to talk about these things and Nicole is our panel and a good advisor here so and yes. she's been in Greek life she's been surrounded by it so she can offer some sort of extra level of yeah. I love Greek life <laughs> eat sleep breathe <laughs> Greek, Greek life for life it's fine um but also me being part of Greek life too just disclaimer before we start anything anything we say is not meant to be bagging on anyone right. or to be saying that this one group specifically is a result of all these Title IX cases because that's not true. Right. Anyone can do it. Anyone could do bad things. But when you look at more statistically, there are a lot more that involve fraternity parties than anything else. And maybe that's because of just like the party culture that's around it. Or, I mean, it could be just things that could be more precautionary taught to the fraternity men and the fraternity women how to handle these things fraternity women i mean i'm a fraternity woman. fraternity woman we're all <laughs> it technically is a fraternity yeah. for women so it's fine <laughs> um so just to kind of like start it out with the lovely statistics that's gonna be a little bit of a downer here um i have this quote from a guardian article and it's called rape sexual assault ban frats basically is what it it's all about um so it is said here that these are not anomalies or bad apples numerous studies have found that men who join fraternities are three times more likely to rape that women in sororities are 74 percent more likely to experience rape than any other college women and that one in five women will be sexually assaulted in four years away at school and those one in five women may not always be from fraternity men and they may not always be sorority women but there is a higher number of those 
people in those groups who do experience sexual assault a little bit more. So that's just to start on on a really light note, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Some really great facts we have. Um, so we're just going to start off um, talking about, really, I think the whole idea behind fraternities that, like, kind of quote-unquote culture the idea of sexual assault is the fact that it's a lot of masculine energy and so this is not obviously not always with just fraternities as Nicole and I were talking about before we started is like also athletics have a lot to do with this athletics are basically frats you just don't wear letters I mean but you wear gear or whatever it's just a big group of particularly men coming together and bonding in a sort of brotherhood way and fostering that idea of being quote-unquote men Mm -hmm. and so I think that's what a lot of these articles talked about was that it's that idea that kind of fosters the sexual assault kind of culture yeah or just the idea in mind so a big thing being just, you know, we're going to go out, we're going to get drunk, and we're going to fuck some bitches. And although that's not explicitly saying how you're going to, because you may gather the women in very consensual ways, they may be more than down to do it, but sometimes that can lead to questionable things and non-consensual things happening. Um, With that idea where, you know, I need to go out and I need to have sex tonight with a girl. Sure. I personally am not a man, but <laughs> um, just kind of being in Greek culture, I, I do know that, especially with my friends who were in fraternities, it, it was not like a bragging, but kind of a conquest of like, it gives you a little bit of an ego boost and a little bit more reputation. You know, it gives other people stuff to talk about. Yeah. And um, so I think that's where I saw a lot of my my peers being involved in kind of the the sexual victories almost yeah and not even saying that that's just men i know sure some no definitely not fucked really hot guys and been like hey look at this mm-hmm. guy I just had sex with that's cool I'm like you know but it definitely is a more of a culture and becoming a man as they say right to it goes back to the whole if a man if a man sleeps with a bunch of women he's a god but if a woman sleeps with a bunch of men she's a slut exactly timeless a, <laughs> a plus the timeless tale so yeah exactly and it's like also fraternity houses are obviously the only people to have parties mm-hmm. um because NBC obviously doesn't allow that so that's also a big part of that comes into how these cases happen is so that's the kind of idea behind that why people may target fraternities more and why it may essentially be more common in fraternities because of that idea of like brotherhood of like being a man and feeling one way to be a man is to have sexual intercourse with women specifically a bunch of them a bunch of them (laughs) rack of the racks (laughs) i need to shut up anyway so (laughs) that's kind of a really big idea around it um i have another quote that kind of talks about this a little more and it's also from the guardian and it was the author saying that frats vary very tremendously so um 
in terms of how sexually dangerous they are, traditional African-American frats, gender-inclusive frats, and multicultural frats are not as threatening as those who are populated by mostly white, economically entitled students. Um, But when you look at the overall risk that fraternities create for students on campus, that reforming them can make a lot more sense. So talking about it with fraternity men, Mm -hmm. um, just making sure that they understand what consent is and how to obtain it. And when somebody isn't saying yes, that that is a rule of thumb, just don't do it. Um, so right. although it, can, it exists in other organizations and other fraternities besides our like common knowledge, just like basic fraternities, it is more highly established in those because it is that sense of brotherhood, that entitlement where you're like, I'm in right. this exclusive fraternity. Another thing I talked about, like I read about was like, I'm in this exclusive fraternity, so that means I get these women. Mm-hmm. So I'm in Pi Kappa Alpha. That means I get Delta Gammas. And that's what, you know, I mean, you have like a lot of sororities and fraternities do have that relationship right. where maybe more girls just seem to be dating men in that one fraternity or maybe they just hang out a lot more. But sometimes when you're, a new initiate or a new member a lot of times the younger men That's can see appears. that yeah as like a, oh that means i'll automatically get a formal day to this another thing that kind of ties into that is foremost the idea of like going to a casino and spending the night at the casino so you go with your date and a lot of the times in that mindset is oh she's gonna have sex with me tonight because i brought her to this formal it's that like quote-unquote contract between that so sure i think a lot of that also goes into is in a lot of these environments alcohol plays a huge and a, a main factor um and specifically at events like formals where it can get very out of hand very quickly because you're away from campus you know it's just you guys it's that whole like party dance atmosphere and so things get out of hand very quickly and when you have young people who may have never had prior experience or a lot of experience with alcohol and they don't know when to drink or how to drink and they don't know their limits one thing leads to another and it can get out of hand very quickly yeah and i think that's another great point is like especially obviously on the side of someone who's asking for consent it can be confusing to manage Mm -hmm. when like alcohol is in the situation because you may think, oh, she's flirting with me. Oh, okay, that means it's okay when it's really not in that right. mindset. Um, yeah. I think another reason why we see this happening more specifically in Greek life is because we don't see these same type of events recreated across other student organizations. Like we don't see Spanish club having house parties (laughs) on Friday nights. We don't see them going out of town to a casino to formals. So it's a very specific environment and a very specific atmosphere that Greek life does cultivate. And while there is a lot of benefits and a lot of positives to that and having those types of experience in college, there is a lot of downside yeah i also think it's a very easy group of people to just target and say those are the culprits right of course how are you going to because because they they are the ones having house parties on fridays and going out of town and and when somebody reports a sexual assault or anything like leading up to that and it's not somebody a part of greek life 
how and they're not a part of anything you can't group them in anything right but when you see someone reporting somebody in greek life it's easy to be like oh it's Greek life, like, that's why, because mm-hmm. Greek life is such an identity of people, like, you come, you initiate into it, and, like, that becomes, you. it's that brotherhood, it's that sisterhood, it's, you know, all of that, and it becomes a part of your life, so it's, like, it becomes just who you are, and people identify you as that most of the time, right. because it's easy, like, oh, she's a pie five, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, it's easy to know that one because they have it in their Instagram bios yeah. and they're probably wearing a T-shirt that says it too. But so it's so easy for administrations to be like. Yeah, specifically. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I think kind of also tying into that brotherhood and sisterhood culture is I read in an article on InsideHigherEd.com um, that a lot of times when people um, have a perception that the other people in their group have a certain idea about something, they are more likely to be accepting of that idea too. So even if it's not true, and I'm sure the individuals in a group would say that they do not support sexual assault, if there's a perception that, hey, this is kind of okay, like this is a thing that happens, then other individuals in that group are more likely to be like, okay, this is just a thing that happens. Yeah. And so they're more likely to commit sexual assault than when they perceive that from the group. Yeah, because they think it's, oh, it's just a thing. Right. It's just what we do. We see media pushing this this idea that people in Greek life act a certain way and that we um, hold a certain set of questionable standards at times and so we see it in the media we hear it from like horror stories from you know like those other schools mm-hmm. like this will never happen here when it's in fact it's it is and it, because we know about it it goes into creating that culture of like well maybe this is just a thing that happens yeah like reading it on the news and then joining a fraternity or sorority later you kind of like party or party you play into that like i'm thinking specifically like parties you know mm-hmm. a lot of people are like well i want to join greek life because i want to have a social life i want to party because it is fraternities that are holding the parties and like on campuses at least because they're right. allowed to um and it's so and again it's just so easy to be like well it was at that one pike party like so people just group it in with that one organization and i'm not saying of course that it doesn't happen i'm not saying that sometimes those are true like conceptions of some specific like clubs on campus but kind of going into that and being with administration sure like i mean i know at jury specifically greek life gets asked to attend a title nine presentation that all the freshmen have to go to and it sucks because again that's that perception when the freshmen look around and they see greek life there and then they later join greek life they think oh well they had to go to that talk it's that perception that like oh well they do it so even though i know that it's you know quote unquote not okay and no one explicitly said hey we (laughs) sexually assault people it can be that idea that like they go into it and also that's another thing. It's easy to be like, well, to attend this talk, we need the freshmen and Greek life. Right. And it's harder to be like, we need freshmen. We need people that are in this, that are in organizations. We need, it's hard to quote unquote target people because it's easy to just be like Greek life. Come to this. Yeah. And seek them out to come to things that pertain to sexual assault and then foster that idea that 
we're the only perpetrators of these acts when it's not true at all. Sure. That's frustrating. I think, uh, like, there's that kind of double-edged sword to it, too, though, where it's, like, because number-wise, we do see it happening mm-hmm. more in Greek life, so it makes sense that they get more education, but I can definitely see where the frustration comes with the freshmen there as well. Yeah. The the look. It's not, that a, yeah. not a cool look. Yeah, and I think that's another big thing about um, the difference between Drury and bigger schools, because... A lot of these stats come from bigger schools and a lot of the articles come from people who attended bigger schools and saw that culture being advertised more and (laughs) saw that culture being advertised more and all that. So just the difference (laughs) between jury and bigger schools. So like it's easier for us to just be I think clumped in and like be more seen in that mm. so like mm-hmm. you know the freshmen look around and they see panelinic officers who are then with them throughout recruitment and they recognize those people they know who they are then and they're like oh yeah they were they had to attend that sexual assault talk and then it's just that fostering that idea and yes the numbers do happen but again um it's at those bigger schools where it really comes into play. Not saying that it doesn't happen at Drury because right. I definitely know a, a lot of things that have happened at Drury, but that idea of an unsafe party culture at Drury is a lot less heard of here because mm-hmm. we know everyone and, you know, when you sign up on a sheet, like you have to say what brother you're coming for. So if something were to happen, that brother is responsible for it. Yeah. In a sense, like even if it's not them doing it, And also, it's like, even if you may not know the person who does something bad to you, you, chances are you're going to tell your sister or your brother, and they're going to know who that person is and either call them out or try to get something to happen with the administration to be like, that's not okay, and I know exactly who did it and who you need to punish and who you need to talk to about it. So I asked on my story, my Instagram story, um... If anyone has ever felt unsafe at a fraternity party, because I asked on my main Instagram because I know a lot of people who go to um, bigger schools, and that's Mm. really what I was looking for. And I had 63% saying yes and 37% saying no. And I got a lot of like swipe swipe up on this, um, basically from a lot of people at Drury being like, well, I know everyone that goes there. And a lot of the yeses on this were from people of bigger schools. So I have a lot of Mizzou students. I have a lot of Missouri State students saying yes on it. And I also kind of looked through it, and I have a lot of minorities saying yes, that they feel unsafe, Um, like a lot of LGBTQ plus people saying they feel unsafe, and maybe, like, benefit of the doubt here, maybe they've never... um, Maybe they just know the perception around it, and so they just feel too unsafe to even step in one which is totally understandable you know seeing the media about it uh but i just think that's a very interesting statistic to see on here because i mean i don't have a lot of followers but i definitely have a good variety of people answering the questions yeah so to see that 67 percent say yes is kind of scary and also looking at a lot of the people who say no it's usually because they know people or are like a rose of the fraternity or a sister of a brother like of an older brother who's in the fraternity so they know that nothing would ever 
really happen to them. But I think it's that whole party culture around it of like, we're going to get drunk. And so being in that environment already and then adding alcohol into the mix Mm -hmm. can make it even more unsafe. Which NIC has moved toward, um, they have recently um, come out with a lot Sorry. And IC has recently come out with different regulations than what they were using in the past to try to move toward like not allowing hard alcohol in the houses and then enforcing guest lists and stuff like that. So even at the bigger school, hopefully there's kind of um, more regulations surrounding that to kind of protect that environment because we know that when hard alcohol is involved and sexual assault is more likely to happen. So it's bad. But we do see that the fraternity world is recognizing that these things do happen in their houses and they are taking steps toward helping improve that environment without, I mean, taking away parties completely, that ruins the fun for everyone. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but they are moving toward a, a safer and better environment. And also, granted here, I also specifically said fraternity parties. You know, I didn't ask about any other parties because again this plays into the whole idea it's so easy to group right them because they are the ones having the majority of the parties so and it may not even be that the fraternity is making the people feel unsafe it may be the people attending the party the fraternity's party so it could be a fraternity member or it could be just a member of the school right but yes like it is the place that is hosting this so it is good to see that you know, nationwide, mm-hmm. the organization is taking more of a stance, being like, yeah, this isn't okay, and we want to recognize this, whether it's because, you know, the media has put it on more or because they really do see that, like, it's not helping us and we need to be more proactive against that. So right. it's just so easy to group it into being like, oh, yeah, it's the fraternity parties that are for sure causing all of it because you could go downtown to a bar and have the same exact things happen to you with just a member of whatever the city you're yeah whatever's <laughs> i was gonna say community you're in but i didn't a feel like that's community a, it's not very community's kind of more of like a friendly word a family like friendly it. so um mm-hmm. yeah i think it's also in uh, uh, i think that also nope <laughs> <laughs> i think that a, a big wow if i can stop I think that a big part playing into this as well is that our culture is starting to have conversations regarding um, sexual assault and um, women's rights and equality. And um, we're having a lot more of those conversations now than we've ever had before. Mm -hmm. And so I think even though we probably have seen a lot of these horrible things that happen in on college campuses and in Greek life happening for who knows how many years we'll start to move into a place where we are holding each other more accountable and we know what is acceptable now and we're starting to voice it and um kind of our our perception of that culture and just kind of our culture here in America as a whole is starting to shift toward um hopefully being a more safe place for everyone involved i read an article because talking about like nic like taking nic right Mm -hmm. i said okay i was like i said it and then i was like i don't know if that's right (laughs) nic taking steps to hold the fraternities more accountable and be more proactive in the measures like a lot of the solutions that i think need to be seen more is using the fraternity men as allies oh yeah so using them to be like 
hey, this isn't okay. And we understand that it's not everyone who does it, but statistically it is a more it is more of us making these mm-hmm. like things and not even just fraternity men, but also just men in like the Me Too movement who have stood up and been like this isn't okay and we need to call out our brothers who are doing this and you know it's not all men obviously but it is a higher number of men who do this and so um i saw i saw a article that was talking about a school that made a organization um and every semester 18 to 20 fraternity men cycle through a course called frat manners it's like m-a-n capitalized um which stands for fraternity men against negative environments and rape situations so you know we do have to go to that title nine talk and a lot of people don't attend because it can be one very boring two it's usually not as helpful as you would want it to be but starting that conversation of using the men to who know what it is know it's wrong and like educating their other members on like hey you know if the girl's you know really really drunk probably just a good idea just to walk her home make sure she gets in her bed safe and go home you know because it can be seen especially like not saying that it's the girl's fault at all but like i mean if alcohol's in play you could be reading signs a lot differently than you should be and that the girl is meaning to and etc so using these men as people to be like proactive measures be like hey we don't stand for this and you know this is what consent is you should know it and when alcohol gets in the mix just be super careful and just why don't you make sure that people are getting home safe and then you get home safe yourself by yourself in that sort of way so changing that yeah definitely I think it's also interesting that now a lot of states are even adopting laws that say let's say you were sexually assaulted at a party in a fraternity house you and you feel like your due process wasn't had by the school conduct system or what have you um, an individual can actually now sue and hold accountable the school um, the individual fraternity and the interfraternal council of that campus as well for not educating their members um, better and not reducing the risk. Although it sucks that it has to be like such big measures and like, you know, whatever it is good. Yeah. And hopefully they see that there are a lot of people that are having problems and that it needs to be addressed because obviously big national organizations can't go to every fraternity and be like, hey, stop this. But they can start to like slowly advocate and make things necessary to do. Um, Well, I was going to talk more like with the sports teams too. I know a lot of the time, this is what I was going to say, a lot of the time it's a cleanup crew. And although, because it sucks that a person who was sexually assaulted in a fraternity house to get those measures, to get those learning measures has to follow through with, going through the process again and although they are able to be like no I don't want to do that or whatever it does stink that like it's on the person who is sexually assaulted shoulders to start that process so that the fraternities can be made aware that this is happening and to educate so a big thing that I was going to bring up is kind of like how you see Panhellenic um have a lot of sexual assault philanthropies and have a lot of awareness days about it and it sucks that women have to be 
are more seen to be the civilizers of men, to be the ones who come in and clean up and say, okay, yeah, that was bad, but here's how to help yourself after that happens to right. you. Instead here are of some resources. Yeah, instead of instilling it in the men that it's their job, not their job, but their... Don't rape people. <laughs> yeah, it's their... I mean, it's their duty to, you know, educate your men and make sure that your men are being decent humans, upstanding men in the community, because that's the idea that fraternities hold is that, you know, you are. These organizations were founded on these great principles and characters. Yeah. And that's hopefully what some of their members strive to be. Exactly. So that kind of idea of that, you know, the women are the ones who have to come in and be like, so this is what happens when it happens to you. Instead of using the men and women alike to create uh, an education kind of campaign that every year is like, hey, new members, you know, it may seem like partying, getting fucked up, and then doing whatever with whomever is like really, really great, but... You know, have these things in mind whenever you do that. Make sure that it's okay between the two parties. Make sure that when you wake up in the morning, it's not going to be a huge regret and it's not going to be something that you're ashamed of and that you feel guilty about later on. So, like, using these organizations instead of, okay, here's the cleanup crew, you know, that happened to you, but it's okay. We're going to make it okay for you. And being like, you know what, why don't we just try to prevent it as much as possible from happening in the first place and why specifically fraternity men are more helpful is because one they are leaders they are leaders in a community like you join the organization to hopefully you know get that job later and to network and to be in leadership positions so looking at (laughs) fraternity men to do that is why it's more important because you know they are looked at to be be seen as leaders on campus. Um, But that's not to say that the same shouldn't go for sports teams and shouldn't go for other clubs on campuses either. Mm -hmm. I think looking at kind of historically, even when athletes are involved with sexual assault on campus, a lot of times it is treated in a completely different light than it's treated if it's a fraternity man. And while neither, no sexual assault is good (laughs) at all, period. You're both scum. (laughs) Let's get that straight. Athletes are treated in a light where it's like, oh, this is going to ruin his career. Oh, no. And we've seen that over and over again where athletes get off way easier for breaking rules than any other group on campus because oh it's gonna ruin their their career it's gonna ruin their scholarship they're such a good they're such a good athlete they're such a you know they're such hard. a nice guy but he's such a nice guy that's what people say about all these fraternity men too like oh he's such a nice guy i can't believe that happened and, but yeah they come down harder on them which like i mean harder on the organization as a whole instead of looking at those bad apples that right In the same study from Inside Higher Ed, they talk about um, a different study that came out earlier this year, and it's called, Is Campus Rate Primarily a Serial or a One-Time Problem? Evidence from a Multi-Campus Study. And in the study, they basically um, asked a couple thousand students different questions about sexual assault, and of the people who self-reported sexual assaults more than half of them were repeat offenders so if they assaulted someone once it was very likely that they were going to do it again and in this study of people who said that they had been sexually assaulted um and when they broke it down 
almost half of sexual assaults were committed by people who committed 10 or more assaults. That's so crazy. 10 or more. And so when we look at this and this new information coming out, we see that it's obviously an individual problem. Yeah. And we're finding out and we can see it's not just with rapists we see it with murderers and burglars and any other type of crime once you start committing those crimes you're more likely to commit it again and to do bigger things yeah so when someone commits these sexual assaults why don't we just expel them immediately you don't get like three strikes and you're out bud you are done yeah and instead of putting it all down on one organization that that person happened to be a part of right or their swimming career yeah (laughs) exactly so like using i mean even more so like going into that if we used like more advocates or maybe even like you know you have your big in an organization maybe even using your mentors in the organization to teach more like if they know that guy and they i mean maybe they don't maybe they do know that that's happening using those mentors and being like yo dude like that's not the values that we try to uphold here like we want to be good men in our community so and that doesn't follow along those lines um a thing that i was going to say is about you know sports teams and like repeat offenders is like i mean especially with jury i'm gonna say it we're gonna call it out we're gonna do it you know whatever it happens with jury and the swimming team hazing that went on a couple years ago you weren't here yet but um it was i mean across news organizations it was talked about and it was so so big but I bet you, more than likely, if those news organizations wouldn't have caught on to it, that jury wouldn't have done half the stuff that they did. And even with that, the stuff that they did was just not talked about as much as if, and this is also my opinion, no statistic claim here, but if that were to be shown about in a Greek life organization, that shit would have been charter would have been expelled no doubt about it the chapter would have been taken off campus and that's what sucks about it is like i mean the athletics are bringing in the money for the school and especially the swim team here on campus they're great they're really really good at what they do and that one you know bad incident was just kind of like i mean we don't even talk about it two years later we don't even talk about it at all. We have this big anti-hazing campaign. The new freshman class signed this, you know, honor code. But have I seen that since? No. And that's what really sucks because we've made, I mean, I don't even know if we've had a really big hazing case with Greek life on, um, college, like on Drury's campus. But every year we get a hazing talk. We get a Title IX talk. We get all of this. And I get, yeah, you know, there is a lot more drinking associated with fraternities just because they're holding those parties. But, I mean, it's not limited to this one organization. So I think that's a big thing to talk about, too, is like, you know, it needs to be across campus wide that these proactive talks are happening but i think it's even easier to look at and be like you know what the fraternity men are leaders so having them head those for fraternities can help more with the media and can help more maybe just even help the administration see that you know start integrating it into the culture yes and then you know hopefully 
swim line, like, not just swim, but athletic life will kind of catch on and be like, you know what, that is cool what they're doing. Or maybe even just opening up having men of cross clubs lead organizations or lead a talk that's like, hey, dudes, we're doing this. Not okay. Let's stop. Here's how to not do it. Here's how to be an ally instead. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that on that. But <laughs> Okay, another thing that I was going to kind of talk about is like, we should be talking about it with men, but not in these big settings. So like our Title IX right. talk with um, freshmen because it just, one, makes it awkward um, because, you know, the guy's trying to – so basically we have the speaker come in and talk about whatever, and they try to make light of it. I get it. It's a hard topic to speech about, but I'll speech about <laughs> – to speak about. But I think in those big settings, it's hard to get comfortable with the speaker yeah. and trust what they're saying. So I think – athletics and greek life and all organizations alike need to have more specific like discussions discussions with it like seminars i know right after that swim thing happened which is another problem greek life had to go to a special hazing talk which is so funny because we weren't the ones involved with it but whatever and we had like it was leaders of panhellenic of ifc and of the fraternities and sororities separately that came and you know, it was a long day, and I wish it would have been shorter, but the guy, I think he was from Sigma Nu, um, the, like, headquarters, he came in and talked to us and actually, like, wanted to have a conversation and wanted to know our opinions on the things, especially at Drury, because it is so different than bigger schools, and a lot of these speakers are used to speaking to big schools where it happens all the time, where it's known, like, you know, whatnot, where the people don't really know who it's happening to or who mm. it is who was doing it but that talk stuck so much more i mean i wasn't hazing before but that's <laughs> talk like stuck so much more than Changed with me than the title nine talk where right. i'm just getting uh drunk sex is fun but like i mean that's literally what the speaker said to us last Yikes. time so it's just like trying to be personable but yet not getting that small group to be personable in is hard and so right. i think having those taking the time to go through each club and organization and grouping them together and being like, hey, so athletics and fraternities and sororities are going to have a talk with this speaker and we're going to get close and we're going to get personal and whatnot. And especially instilling it in the leaders of those organizations, the captains, the presidents of organizations to talk about it later on with their members as well is an important factor into it. Right. Um, I agree. I think that is a great place to start. Yes. And then uh, just, I mean, a really a big thing that I got on a lot of these things. So I asked if people feel like Greek life are the biggest actors in Title IX cases. And I got 60% no and 40% yes. And a lot of the no's were from people on Drake's campus because we do have that culture of like, well, you know a lot more people. You go to a party and you can probably name everyone in the room that you're there with. Not saying it doesn't happen here, but just saying that even if it does, it's more than likely that you're going to be able to call out that person. And right. Like, you don't have the same anonymity as you would in yeah. a place. And a lot of the people who said no or who said yes on it were from bigger schools who have been to Mizzou and um, Missouri State and all that. Or And a lot of them were young, younger people, so freshmen and stuff, which makes sense because you know, they don't know as many people, especially as you're getting to be right. a senior, you know more, so you do feel safer going to that. Yeah. And so you feel like they aren't the biggest 
actors and whatnot. And I'm not saying this is because of the men in them. I was saying more because of the parties that they have because alcohol is being into it and the culture surrounding that thing and the toxic masculinity that goes into it and all that. And then a big thing I also got on my comment section was a lot of people being more mad with the administration on how they handle those Mm. things. So thinking that this happens in Greek life and the administration doesn't take on those individual cases, but yet they like seclude Greek life in a lot of the things that are happening and say, oh yeah, it's Greek life, but not actually fixing those situations makes it, I mean, if you're a person who has sexually assaulted someone and you don't get that specific like punishment for it and instead you just have to go to a big title nine talk that you can in retrospect skip and no one will know of course you're gonna get those repeated offenders because they're like well i didn't get in trouble for it i'll just keep on doing whatever right so i think that's what a lot of the anger came from is not how the fraternities themselves handle it or the men in them it's how the administration goes about handling talking about greek life and sexual assault so i think that's the biggest thing is getting those advocates within students and spearheading those ideas and telling the administration this is what we need to fix the problem and you just need to support us in it and stop doing what you're doing with us basically um And so I got a lot of people like their cases weren't handled correctly or a lot of people in other organizations that were like, well, actually, I feel like the administration does great to it. But it's also because they're not the ones that are being seeked out to go to these talks and whatnot. And I think that administrations do great in talking about it, like specific Title IX talks. They do great in telling Mm -hmm. you how to report and whatnot, Mm -hmm. but they don't do a great job in handling it or in going through with their word on what they say they're going to do if it happens to you. Uh, So then you start feeling unsafe because maybe not because of the frat party you're at, but because if something were to happen, your school wouldn't take care of it in the way that it should. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I would feel the same way if I thought that. Yeah. So I know obviously I have my own opinions on like Drury and whatnot, so it's hard to be like not in that bias about it yeah because i'm sure schools like mizzou and whatnot i'm sure those people have totally different opinions on what i'm talking about and i'm sure a non-greek life person also has a lot of opinions completely different what i'm talking about yeah but i also feel like as us both being greek life members and you working like having a job within greek life us being able to be like you know what no this is a problem yeah and while it's not talked about the way it should be we should let's start yeah let's start talking about it i think as you were saying earlier with movements happening where more people are being like okay yo this does need to be talked about and it's not a taboo and you shouldn't feel bad that it happened to you yeah is a start to talking about it on college campuses right instead of having those articles that are like it's fraternities ban them (laughs) you know it's being like not helping (laughs) yeah it's not helping it's using recruiting leaders in these greek life positions to be like hey y'all let's talk let's <laughs> just play that fucking tea consent video at every meeting i don't know yeah we'll play it while we sleep but to like really ingrain it in our subconscious but yeah is there anything else yeah. no i think i got all mine 
<laughs> your spiel out my little spiel perfect but do you have any uh, any um resources for people <laughs> Well, I mean specific resources the to the T video. <laughs> the T video, please refer to it. Link if you, below. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, then you're probably not on a college campus because I yeah. swear to God I've seen it a million times, which is great. I'm glad that sure. it is sure, a good sure. video, but it's just like, dude, come on, you're gonna play it again for Overused. me. Yeah, but effective. But, but I think, um, I think it's not so much as resources. I think what I want to do is what I want to leave people off with the message is like be an advocate for it. Yes. So those people who replied and said, you know what? No, I'm not happy about the way things going are going either within Greek life or athletic life or mm-hmm. other organizations. Really just I know that it shouldn't be on you, especially if you are a victim of sexual assault, to yeah. be the ones to teach about it. But you are a powerful tool yeah. in talking about it. And especially men who are in fraternities and are listening maybe even if you're not a perpetrator use using yourself to be an ally Mm -hmm. to mentor the younger men who are coming into it and being like yo we don't do this it's not a value that we uphold yeah listen if you see something sketchy going on and you say something the only person who's going to be mad is going to be that jackass (laughs) who's trying to do something sketchy the only person everyone else will say thank you yeah. so men ladies intervene yeah intervene. I, I don't i can't really tell you how many um or like little groups that i've been in where the men are drinking and something happens and i literally call them out and even if they don't mean it to be rude they're just drunk and they don't get that the signs or the vibes they're putting off whatnot but yeah so that's what i think i want to inspire people to do and i think especially talking with administration about it is going to be the biggest factor and using your members to lead that into mm-hmm. talk about it yeah so yeah thank you nicole for thank being for here having me i'll have her at listed everywhere whatnot um and tune in next week i'm gonna talk about victim blaming and yeah what it is and how not to do it good and don't forget about my live show october 24th we can't wait um jury students or missouri state students or missouri students you want to come down to springfield anyone come on down um make sure to follow me at loudmouth pod if you have any more questions comments concerns you can dm me there and again another disclaimer this is not meant to bag on anyone in particular we're just discussing ideas surrounding sexual assault in greek life if anything i want to make it better and i want to make that stereotype go away yep so yeah thank you so much for being here i'll see you next week see everybody (laughs)